After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. It's a podcast bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Jim is back, and they cannot stop me. (laughs) So good. Jim is back, and they cannot stop me. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve. Hey, Vives. Hey. I'm sorry, I should use your full name. Genevieve has. Um, Thank you for finding that drop. What is that from? It's from a product called the Teeter Inverter, which is like... It's basically a thing that you lie on and then it, it it's like a teeter-totter that swings up and that, so that your your head is down and you're, you're hanging upside down. It's for your back. It's mm-hmm. to carry your back. What I was fascinated to realize when I was looking for that drop today is that the guy who invented it claims to be named George Teeter, <laughs> which is like, to me, that's like Children's Hospital <laughs> being named after like Robert Children's. Right. Right, because it is a teeter totter. It seems like teeter fe- teeter feels like it's part of the right. the function of it. But I, I will say though, this is not Jim Teeter. Jim is back, and they cannot stop me. That is a fellow who uses yes, the teeter. Yes, he's just a happy customer. Yeah, happy customer. Anyway, we are not here to talk about that today. Well, we sort of are because we are here today to um, talk about commercials that delight us. Yes. This is like, it's. we used to do a segment called Cheese and G's. Mm-hmm. We've now changed that to Adcolades and Admonishments. <laughs> right. Which is e- makes even more sense than Cheese and G's, <laughs> and it's even e- easier to say. Um, I think it does make more sense. I guess it does make more sense. Um, but we don't have any admonishments today, I don't oh, think. The world is a happy, wonderful place. So There's weird. no bad ads out there. Because you're so mad at TV so often. Yeah, you, but the, the commercials are a welcome respite. That's right. From the regular stuff that's on TV, the quote-unquote programming. Well, for whatever reason, we couldn't find any commercials we hated today, and that's good. Let's keep it positive, right? Yes. Um, so today is going to be all adcolades, I believe, plus some really great um, submissions from the Ad Council. That's you guys. Including a new ad ad collade for me. <laughs> there, one of the commercials. I need you to. I need you to really work on that. <laughs> I want a, a real chi for me. Um, oh, somebody sent in a commercial that may be my new favorite commercial. It is so good. It's for stevia. Have you seen any stevia commercials lately? That I saw you? a story about this, and I I actually avoided watching because I wanted to look really? at it. Really? Yeah. Did you know it was in today's yeah. show? Okay, great. It's really, but yeah, it's the, really the, good. The ad industry is a buzz. All right. Uh, let's get into these ad collades and admonishments. It's a good Last show, I feel like I did all the talking, Vive, so I want to hand over the first ad collade to you. What do you got? This is for a video game called Rain Sha- Ra- Raid Shadow or I'm gonna Rain ask you Shadow? To work. I'm going to have to ask you to work on that. <laughs> well, you wrote Raid Shadow here, but I wonder if it's actually 
I guess Raid Shadow makes oh. more sense. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't write it. These are your notes, I my probably, friend. Are we going to get into a fight about it. this? Uh, raid, yeah, it colon, is raid, colon, Shadow, shadow Legends. legends. <laughs> oh, Shadow of, wow. I don't think I've said one sentence without a mistake since we started this show. <laughs> raid, colon, Shadow Legends. Yeah, so this is a video game. And to be fair to myself, the reason I don't know how any of this is uh, supposed to be said or understood is that it's all very... Uh, alien foreign, to me and yeah. foreign to me but i like these ads i mean they're they're well constructed they're funny they're a funny premise for an ad but i also like them because i think they do something really effective but let's let me just walk you through the, these first ones um the premise here is that the characters these monstrous you know sc- skeletons with rats crawling on them and big ogres and things are like in the real world and they're interacting with humans uh because they are, as characters in this video game, they are in danger of being, uh, like, sort of put out to pasture if the, if their player isn't like doesn't want to make them the champion. Is right. my understanding. Um, so I think this first one is like a big ogre-y looking guy and and huge uh, metal, you know, armor and everything lying on a therapist's couch talking to a, a real a, a live human who's a therapist. I'm going to say the description here, for, because this is on the YouTube page of Raid, colon, Shadow Legends. It says, ignore the potential of your champions, and they might go off the deep end. Build them up, and you might save them some soul searching. So that kind of sets up the thesis of this. And so here it is. This ogre named um, Galen, or Gallic, rather, is laying on the couch. By the way, you've been to some therapy. I've been to some therapy. I've never never laid down no i've never, never laid down i never laid down but it is i mean it's it harkens back to a time when you know freudian analysis mm-hmm. was the rage and um i think it was it's like an older model of therapy it's the type of thing that it is will maybe be used in tv and movies forever because it's a signifier yeah. that doesn't reflect real life anymore like yeah. a telephone ring that's one thing i like about monk or a voicemail you know monk is takes a lot of monk takes place the show with tony shalhoub mm-hmm. takes place in a therapist's office mm-hmm. but it's very modern and mm-hmm. i mean tony soprano too same thing say, like yeah. it's a person sitting in a nicely appointed office in a chair yeah right okay anyway so here it is gallic the uh, I guess Ogre is on the couch. Uh, I don't know, Doc. It's like I don't even know who I am anymore. I've just been forced into this attack role, and it's not me. I want to heal, but he never uses my support skills. You mean your player? So let's talk about him. Oh, my player. My player who gives every healing artifact to the elves. Who only lets me attack with blades of fire. Well, I think we're making progress. Raid, your champions are deeper than you think. And at the very end, when he says Blades of Fire, he throws his flaming battle axe in the therapist's office and it pierces the therapist's, uh, one of his diplomas on the wall. Right. Okay, so this is another therapy one. I think there are a couple of, uh, of characters, of, uh, you know, uh, various types in this, in this group therapy setting. Uh, I think maybe one of them's like a big ogre type of guy. And then um, we've got another one who's like, he looks like a skeleton, like he's got rats crawling on him and he's got glowing blue eyes. Mm-hmm. He's um, wearing, yeah, he's a skeleton in old chainmail armor. Yeah, he's scary yeah. looking. Apparently his name is, um, I saw it here, Death Knight. Oh yeah, right? he doesn't like to be called skeleton. Yeah, I just keep dying every time. I've got the right gear and my player, he's just amazing. He's really putting the effort in. I'm starting to think maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm worthless. Worthless? 
No, we don't use that word in here. Okay, you're a three-star damage dealer, right? That's his loss. Remember, in this room, we're all champions. Come on, you guys, bring it in. I think Skeleton needs a hug. Death Knight. My name is Death Knight. <laughs> Shadow Legends. I think it's a good commercial. We've seen uh, uh, group therapy now for um, video game characters and robots. And robots, yeah. yeah. They should they should combine their forces. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've done the two therapy ones where we have the, the various characters um, kind of lamenting that they're not the champions that they think they can be or, or should be uh, with therapists. Now we're going to have that same... Uh, Death Knight talking to his actual player, uh, and it's like the a boss and employee scenario. So Death Knight comes into this like very run of the mill corporate office to talk to his boss. Hi, sir. You wanted to see me? Yes, Death Knight. Uh, please take a seat. As you know, we're having a tough time in the dungeons. We have a lot of low-level champions such as yourself. I'm afraid I'll have to sacrifice you. What? To who? Rask Big Jaw. You gotta be kidding me. I'm almost level two. Hmm. Next. <laughs> Choose your champion. The player hits a button on his phone. These are mobile games, by the way, for whatever that's worth. And I will say, these mobile game, these and almost every mobile game ad I see, for a second, I want to play it. Yeah, and here's what I wanted to make it the point. Here's the point that I wanted to make about these ads, which is they're so out, outside of my experience, and it feels like the barrier to entry to me is so high. But I like that what they're doing is kind of explaining a core functionality of the game to you through these ads, because each mm-hmm. ad focuses on the idea that you essentially you can make any player, any character within your arsenal. I assume. Uh, like your champion, your best player. And so it's really telling you something important about how the game is played, but mm-hmm. in a really fun way. Like yeah. it's creating a universe like pretty effectively. And and honestly, like they don't, they aren't having to, I don't know how much work it takes to create these like CG characters, but um, it like, it looks pretty convincing without being a huge production. Oh yeah. And I just really like, I like them. I think the jokes are funny, not like uproarious, but pretty funny. Uh, and it tells me something. It tells me it tells me enough about the game that I kind of did like same way. I think like, huh, maybe. Yeah, and I've played more of these than you have. Well, because I've played more than zero. Um, like I downloaded some sort of a DC one when I was like at home on my iPad. Like when I say at home, I mean visiting my parents in Ohio as a forty-one-year-old <laughs> man a couple of years ago. And um, I got into it for exactly one evening, yeah. like enough time to learn how to do it. it, it all these games follow a very similar. Well, there's a couple of different patterns that they might follow. A lot of them are kind of map-based games, whether it's a map of your gardens that you got to tend to or the the maps of your civilization that you're trying to start or whatever. And then you have these other ones that are kind of, yeah, hero fighting games in a ring. And, like, the further on you go, you can get bigger and bigger characters who then can fight, you know, your online opponents. Um, there isn't a lot. I, I could be wrong, and we have listeners who are probably way more familiar with this world than I am, but I feel like a lot of these games don't have that much differentiating them, and so it really does rely right. very much on This is the, the one that I've heard yeah. of. Right. You know, these commercials, uh, none of them really showed any gameplay at all. No. Like, at all. You see a, sh- a still shot at the very end, I think, of somebody playing on their phone. Yeah, but it's it's not really part of what you take away from it. You take no. away from it this idea that um, 
that it's trans that it's somehow translatable to a real world experience. Yeah, yeah. I hope they make more of those. That's fun. I yeah. love a good campaign that's like fun. That is like watching little entertainment. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and I think you're exactly right that in the vast sea of online gaming and video gaming, what do you? How do you differentiate? And so much of it is like this, you know, D and D inspired trolls and dragons and whatever you know like it's Mm -hmm. all sort of like it's it's all of a piece right Mm -hmm. like it's all of a genre often like often these things that you collect are represented in cards because they're still hearkening to this idea of playing magic the gathering or something like even i think the dc one i played you collect cards and those cards then are characters i could be wrong about the dc one but i know like um, I downloaded a free MLB baseball game, which is an action game for you know an iPad or whatever my tablet is called. But even then, you're they still go back to this trope of you're collecting cards, and so if you get a whatever, I almost said Mark McGuire card. <laughs> Because I keep up with baseball. Right. Let's say you get a Ryan Court card, who is the journeyman who got like a tiny cup of coffee at the end of the Mariners season, and I caught a ball of his. Um, but, you know, like you're collecting cards, and then you're putting the cards on the field, and then they become people to play. So you're still like kind of seeing a lot of these things that kind of all harken back to their roots. Um, you want to move on from that for a second? I want to share this commercial that you and I both saw live during a football game. And this is there's not a lot of razzle dazzle in this one, but you and I have been talking a lot about how the Bud Light night commercials or the I guess they're still do we call it the Dilly Dilly verse or whatever. yeah they've really moved away from that, but that's yeah, where it all began. That's where it all began. Our our relationship with that campaign started like I really hated the whole Dilly Dilly thing. You had to begrudgingly respect it, but you know hated the fact that a bunch of bros were going around town saying Dilly Dilly. Um, but then they really created a narrative that we thought was really good. And then in, in the recent ones, they just are incomprehensible. They lost the thread on these. We've discussed it to death, so I won't yeah. go into detail here. But that's why I think you and I appreciated this little one. We thought it would be hard to find. Luckily, thanks to our friends at iSpot TV, uh, they, they capture almost everything there. This is like a um, commercial that's made very specifically f- to be played during a football game on the Fox network. Right. Um, it's almost like a, um, I don't even think they cut away to commercial for this. This is one of those things where they'll shrink the game right. during a break and play. It's side by side. Yeah, they'll move the, they'll, they'll kind of shrink the gameplay, make it almost like a picture in picture. Then they'll, they'll put this screen up and they'll play a one quick little, sometimes 30 second or 15 second commercial. And in this one, I think what they realized is, the guy who plays the original king is the best part of these. If yeah. they give him a, he's the one who, by the way, we on the whole deep dive because he was, he was performing in that corny Christmas. Yeah, the actor's stage. name is John Hugenocker. Is yeah, that right? Yeah. I was shocked to realize that I was wa- I was watching Castle Rock, the um, the Hulu uh, drama series. It's based mm-hmm. on Stephen King's universe, and he turned up in that as like a kind of a tertiary character. Uh, with a significant, not a not a main role, but like a significant role in the most recent season. And he's got some decent acting chops. Or yeah. Some decent uh, comedy chops, I would say. Because in this one, they get rid of everything else. They're getting, those ads are getting so complicated. You have the tall bud light night. And the, there's there's the a whole, there's like the castle geography becomes and part of the story. The, and the giant undead knights are jealous of other giant undead <laughs> knights. It's just like, what? None, none of this makes me want to drink beer. And it doesn't make sense. What are you going for? What is your sales pitch here? Well, 
Well, this one, I don't know if I can say exactly what the sales pitch is. It's just brand reinforcement, but it's just him. And he's talking directly to us, right? He's like looking into the screen, talking to us. And then he opens up a bottle of Bud Light. And the Bud Light is so cold that the screen between us and him totally frosts up. And then he tries to clean it off with his uh, with with his kind of coat sleeve. And then he starts calling for some help. You there. While you're waiting for play to resume, how about a crisp Bud Light? It's... Oh, going to take forever to clean. Bud Knight, will you? Can you come clean this screen? <laughs> will you, Bud Knight? Can you come clean this screen for me? I'm making it. I think I'm just spreading it around, <laughs> making it. Yeah, it's making it worse. Bud Knight, do we have a squeegee? And that's it. The Bud Knight never shows up. It's just, I love him just kind of, I think I'm making, yeah, yeah, I'm making it worse. I wonder how they got, because clearly he's not really cleaning anything. Uh It's being, you know, put in, it's been put in in post. So I just wonder, like, was he miming? Was he just told to mime like there's a glass in front of you or what? I assume that he was miming and then that, yeah, I mean, here's one thing I do know, not I've heard from like some industry insiders saying don't give away all the secrets on the show Walsh, but I think a lot of it's done with computers these days. I know that I'm just saying I'm not making fun of you. I'm just being a goofball. Um, I have nothing to say about that commercial beyond the fact that I think it's a good little. Well, we were sitting there just laughing and enjoying it. It's a good performance. Yeah. A good, simple performance. Less is more. That's right. Um, More John Huganocker. Here's a commercial that um, I was telling you about, but have you watched it yet? It's for QuickBooks. No, I haven't seen this one. I found another one uh, related to this that I, I think we're going to look at in a minute. So a little bit of little bit of background here. Also background on my kind of ignorance of this world as we come into it. So obviously there was a movie in the 80s called Karate Kid couple of sequels and then i knew that there was some sort of a uh like you know kind of a reboot thing happening i think about a year ago and that reboot was an online only show right and it was i called, think it was on called, youtube was it a, yeah youtube yeah. only but it got a lot of press i remember hearing reviews of it on npr and i think it, it focused on cobra kai or the guy who was the bad guy in the original movie right well there's two bad guys in the original movie for um people who remember karate kid the one we're about to watch I believe features the guy who was the sensei of the Oh, okay, not the bad of the kid, cobras. But, but there was the, also okay, a bad yeah. kid. Right. Okay. The show Cobra Kai, and this is I think we're gonna look at uh at a commercial for the actual show, but the show from what I can tell, uh the plot of it was after getting knocked out by Daniel in the final karate match or whatever, the uh Johnny, the the bad kid, I think his name was Johnny, right? The blonde kid. I don't know. The main cobra. He sort of spirals after that. And now, 30 years later, however long it is uh, in the show, Daniel's a successful, uh, owns, a, owns a car dealership and is very successful. And he and, and uh, Johnny's like kind of a burnout, uh, you know, just waste. Okay. So he, he really still carries a grudge. But in his uh, sort of, you know... In his dissolute state, he kind of stumbles into helping a kid who is being bullied. And he starts up a new Cobra Kai karate studio, or I don't know if that's the right word. 
Yeah. So that he can train these kids who are being bullied to like just beat the snot out of their bullies. Okay. Um, using the uh, the no mercy techniques of the cobras. So it sort of positions him as the redeemed good guy and Daniel as the kind of like uh, somehow the bad guy. So I'm sort of curious how they oh, made really? Daniel out because it really. I, I'm pretty guy? sure they got the. Re- I'm pretty sure they got. Um, who played Daniel? You yeah. keep asking me questions I don't know the answer to. Well, I told you I'm coming to this with a lot of ignorance. <laughs> Gosh, he's, he's super famous. Um, anyway, uh, Daniel from Karate Kid. Okay, well, this commercial is not... This commercial is like... It's not for the TV show. And that's what I thought was really clever about this. This commercial that we're about to see is for QuickBooks, but you don't know Ralph that Macchio, right away. Ralph Macchio, of course. Um, you just see... Um, so we think this guy's name is Johnny, right? The, well, the guy that it's I think in this in this ad is not the the young person, not the contemporary of Daniel who gets beat up, but their teacher. Okay, so, uh, Sensei Crease is his name. I should just read this in this ad for QuickBooks. <laughs> now that Sensei, we could have done some prep for the show, yeah, but we chose not to. Exactly. So this is him doing a commercial in character for QuickBooks. So it's like you see all of these types of commercials where it's like, hi, I'm running my own business and I couldn't do it without QuickBooks. Well, instead of a just regular person, it's the sensei and he's in his martial arts studio. There's a bunch of kids practicing around him and he's talking to the camera, not unlike Jennifer Garner trying to sell you a credit card. Beautiful, but support the leg. When I started Cobra Kai, the lack of control over my business made me a little intense. But now I practice a different philosophy. <laughs> QuickBooks helps me get paid, manage cash flow, and run payroll. And now I'm back on top with Koala Kai. Yeah! Hey! More mercy. Save over 40 hours a month with Intuit QuickBooks, the easy way to a happier business. So, obviously that's separate from the Cobra Kai TV show. But what is it like what's going on in our culture that we're all suddenly we're rehabilitating all the cobras? Yeah, I don't know. And is Koala Kai uh, I, we're going to get some I think of the it's emails. just I think it's is just that, nicer than a cobra. But that's just a joke for this commercial. It's not really a reference to what's going on in the YouTube show, I assume. Not that I'm aware of. Right. Anyway, I just I like it because I wasn't paying a lot of attention to TV. I'm booping around on my phone during a commercial like most people are. And then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, wait a second. He's pitching me something in character." And it just sort of delighted me a little bit. It actually makes it's so funny. It makes me kind of want to watch the show a little bit. Even though this has nothing to do with the has show. Has nothing to do with the show. But I really do like this idea, and I, I think QuickBooks, from a campaign standpoint, should continue to tap into various characters from all different kinds of fictional TV shows. They should pick projects. all the bad guys from TV shows. All bad guys. Yeah, huh? like what's the? Um, I just think it should be anybody in a TV show who runs a business. Get Ted McGinley from you know Revenge of the Nerds. Have him do something in character. What's he's, his business? He's still kicking around. Uh, maybe now he's running his own. Uh, He's he's maybe he's like uh, involved in the in the management of the Greek scene still. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's like he's using QuickBooks to try to 
manage the all of the different fraternities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, I could see that. I'm trying to think, what are other shows that are? I shouldn't lead us down this path because I feel, other eighties bad. Guys? I definitely feel like I am not firing all cylinders today. So the idea of trying to riff is a, is probably a bad idea. But what were some other TV shows that were really based on a business? What about Ted Danson and Cheers uh, re, being you know Mayday Malone and using QuickBooks to run the bar? Or, I guess so. But I think there's something kind of funny about like catching up with the be- with the with bad, the bad guys. guys. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of bad guy business owners. <laughs> okay, we're just going to play one more clip here um, just while we're in this Cobra kai verse, which we clearly know really well. Um, <laughs> you had mentioned at first you thought this was actually a commercial for the web series. It's not. It's actually kind of a, a commercial that yeah. is being shot in the web series. We're just going to play a clip from the Cobra Kai. It's from um, season two, episode three. So they made it to a second season on YouTube. Congratulations. Um, and in it, so you have adult Johnny, who's now running his own martial arts studio for kids or whatever. And he has asked one of the kids to film him doing a commercial on an iPhone. A lot of talk going around the valley about free karate. But everyone knows it in life. You get what you pay for. You want to really kick the competition? <laughs> he just you kicked a bonsai tree. Uh, which I think Screw was a dig at Mr. Miyagi. Bullshit. What you need is bone crunching, face smashing, good old American karate. <laughs> Enough about self-defense. Learn self-offense. Don't be a pussy. Join Cobra Kai and let me teach you the way of the fist. And cut. All right, we get it? I think so. All right, great. Just make sure the Cobra Kai snake comes in at the end, all right? I want it to really pop. Make a chrome and throw Thunderstruck under it. I'm pretty sure the rights for that song will cost too much. No, I already own it. Cassette's in the car. Oh, and put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet. I got to say, all of this does this make me, me want to kind of watch the show. It really makes me want to watch the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Just one so more commercial So thank you to whoever here. grabbed that clip and put it on YouTube. Yeah. All right. One more quick commercial here. and We'll get to these amazing ad council submissions. Um, I don't know if this is an ad collade or just something that we really wanted to bring up because I think it was on – it was our New Year's Eve show that we recorded about a week before New Year's Eve where we talked about commercials and their expanded universes. And one of the examples we used was how Geico for so long has had kind of a million different campaigns with a million different kind of iconic characters. And then recently they had kind of a pick your favorite greatest hits and they brought them all back and they started interacting together, right. which then kind of made it like a, an expanded universe, like Marvel when Spider-Man comes out of the Spider-Man movie and joins uh, Captain America or right. what have you. Um, See, so yeah, I know comic books. Yeah, you um, nailed it. And we finished up that show. We said, okay, we scheduled it to post a week later because we were going on vacation. We went out in the living room. We turned <laughs> on the TV and we saw that Geico has a whole new ad campaign that is based again on their extended universe, but it takes it a step further. Kind of similar to their kind of greatest hits campaign, this is they're asking for uh, viewer participation and they're calling it their sequels blockbusters. And I think the commercial voiceover will explain it enough, but they brought back their Pinocchio character. Do you remember the Pinocchio, how that worked into um, a Geico ad? Do you remember the original Geico Pinocchio? I think it was one of those, at first it was like a one-off thing, like it's, it's surprising that Pinocchio would, you know, right. be in a 
like uh, uh, be an mot- insurance salesman motivational or speaker yeah, that exactly. was it here i found it here let's take a listen this is the original one from i think back in 2014 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance everybody knows that well did you know pinocchio was a bad motivational speaker i look around this room and i see nothing but untapped potential you have potential. Nose grows. You have. Oh boy. Nose grows. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Yeah, because lying. Shows. He has a lie detector right on his face. You, you can tell he's got a terrible poker face. So anyway, this Geico sequels blockbuster campaign that's going on his now. Poker is, face will poke your face. The, ooh, where's the bell? Ring the bell. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so now they're 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 doing this campaign where uh, they have a bunch of these characters in some sort of an action sequence, including the ones that I can remember from this one is you have Pinocchio and you have um, there's some sort of a car chase scene in this clip we're about to play, and you have the woodchucks. Remember the woodchuck commercial? Yeah, and then there's some raccoons. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the raccoons, how they play into the expanded universe either, but... I don't recall their original ad, but there are a couple of raccoons in here. So anyway, let's take a listen to this. In a world where everything gets a sequel, it's finally time for Geico Sequels. Classic Geico heroes starring in six new commercials with jaw-dropping savings. Vote for your favorites at geico.com slash sequels. Uh, which way do I go? I don't know. I'm Those are raccoons With driving Geico, the car. The savings keep on going sh- to a screen near you. Dang woodchucks! Geico sequels. Vote and enter to win today. What they, are you say? They show five different panels. Like there are five things you can vote for, but only Pinocchio, the woodchucks, and the raccoons get any airtime, and Pinocchio gets by far the most. And I've noticed that Pinocchio is getting a lot more screen time in general. They're bringing back and creating all these new Pinocchio commercials. Uh, so this idea that you're supposed to vote. The stats? They're totally juking the stats. Juking or juicing? Juking, I think. You can juke the stats? Yeah, I don't know what juicing in the stats is. I thought it meant like kind of like trying to falsely inflate them. Ask the internet. Um, uh, juking the stats. I I had no idea. Is juicing the... I think I've been saying juicing the stats. <laughs> it's not juicing the stats. Unless you get all the good stat juice out of it. Wait, no. When you type that into Google, you also get uh, juice smoothie bars in the U.S. <laughs> or did you mean juicing the stars? I'm going to say yes. Oh, did you mean juicing the stars? <laughs> Here it is. Juice stars. Fresh juices and smoothies. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I was just reminded in a, in a Twitter conversation recently because somebody admitted that they had been using a word wrong for or they had used it wrong once years ago. Right. And they think about it every day. And I admitted to them that there was a big chunk of my life when I was a very young man, probably late teens, early 20s or something. And at some point, I heard somebody use the word cathartic, and a light bulb went off above my head, and I realized I've been using cathartic and catatonic interchangeably. Ooh. Yeah. At least in my head. They're pretty different. Yeah, they're very different. I mean, neither one of them is, like, really uh, about get up and go, necessarily. I guess in both cases, you're pretty still. You can do it while sitting still. You can have a catharsis. Or be catatonic. Yeah, while sitting exactly. Still. Right. I mean, you could look at somebody like... <laughs> across the room and you could say, "Are they catatonic, 
Or, or are they having catharsis? Are they having catharsis right now? Yeah, you could. You could. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's Look. make that a game. Let's walk in the room. <laughs> just we'll put up. We'll just like do. We'll have a website called Catharsis or Catatonia, and we'll just have a picture of a person, and you have to guess if they're in catharsis or, or catatonia. Yeah, like hot or not. You just say yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, well, I think we can. So we all learned agree. something today. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I yeah, knew it already. I think we can all agree that this show is a goddamn mess. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. Want to talk about uh, Karate Kid some more? <laughs> I want to watch Cobra Kai now, which I, I wonder if I have to pay YouTube to watch it. I bet you I do. Probably, yeah. Um, but I want to watch it and see if it's any good. Because it reminds me of a thing that went around, you know, some viral video, whatever, that tried to make the case some, you know, some inter- internet uh, uh, edgelord or whatever who, like, tried to make the case that uh, Daniel was always the bad guy and Johnny was always the good guy. Like if that there's a reading of karate. Can remember when there was like a sort of a rash of these, like trying to have like a, a retro, a retconned reading of certain like, um, you know, movie classics and like read them the opposite way. Uh-huh. And there was one that was probably the, the best of breed that was arguing that Daniel was really the villain and Johnny was really the the hero or mm-hmm. really the, the protagonist. I have, some, I have some vague recollection of yeah, that. Yeah, and it wasn't really that convincing. You had to... This new guy comes to school, right, tries to steal a girlfriend. Right, or, which you really which had is, to you squint. You can't steal people, No, you can't steal people, but you really have to squint to see it. But I mean, there were, it was kind of a funny a funny take yeah. on it. So it's, I wonder if someone, somewhere someone was like, Hey, there's an idea for a web series. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. I wonder if that was the origin story. Of course, if you ask the people at Steel uh, Power Equipment, real people are steel people, which is I'm sure I've gone on that complaint on this show before. We sure right? have. Yeah, real people steal. Or, or real people steal people. The uh, the company I'm talking about is Steel S T I H L, and they'll you know like I don't know chainsaws and right. stuff like that and they have a radio ad that always plays real people steal people which and it is, really sounds like people are out there stealing people which doesn't even make sense it should be real people are steal people yes yeah i know uh okay now i played the music before but then we didn't obey the music so let's do this again <laughs> check in with the ad counsel. everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind. Okay, maybe the rest of the show's been a dumpster fire, but I will tell you what. Uh, this next commercial is going to save us all. This is from listener Jennifer, and it's the Stevia commercial that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. She said, I don't know if it's living in the Pacific Northwest that makes this commercial so funny or uh, living in Eugene, Oregon specifically, but I hope you enjoy this commercial too. And what they've done here, so this is a commercial for Stevia, the um, you know the the artificial sweetener. Yeah. But I, should I say artificial sweetener? It's a yeah. real sweetener. They it's get, a sugar replacement. The sugar I guess. replacement. And Stevia it's, really... Won't, it's like teeth-hurtingly sweet, but it is zero calories, of course. It's zero calories, and what they really want you to know is this isn't a chemical, it's a plant, right? This right. isn't the sweet and low... That your mom used to carry around in her purse. This is stevia, uh, and it's it's one hundred percent natural. Tastes like sugar, and it's plant based. So um, it's going to start with a voiceover, and the guy is going to be kind of telling you why you should buy stevia. Uh, and we see some nice kind of like almost stock footage images of uh, of 
tea and coffee and somebody pouring stevia into their cup. And then we see a woman kind of cupping the mug with two hands. It's very cozy. And then all of a sudden she interrupts the voiceover to start addressing him directly. Zero calories and 100% natural. New Splenda Stevia, made from the leaves of the stevia plant. Wait, stevia is a plant? Yeah, but... Well, if stevia is a plant, then what's stopping people from growing their own? Nothing. We just... Look at me, Splenda. I'm growing stevia (laughs) down here in my basement. Now, this is a completely different woman, and it's very much like a pot operation. Yeah, like a grow house. Like a grow house in in the basement. Now, we're going to continue to hear from a bunch of other people who are confronting stevia head on. They're so proud that they can grow their own. We just... Look at me, Splenda. I'm growing stevia down here in my basement. Okay, look, stevia is a plan, but to get the best tasting stevia, you need the sweetest part of the leaf. I'm gonna grow it in my closet, and there's nothing you or my mom can do about it. <laughs> this is a complete gamer guy in his gamer chair uh, on his bedroom floor, and in the background, you can see a little grow operation coming out of his closet. Uh, okay, or you could just try the great taste. I'm gonna turn my backyard into a stevia grow operation. <laughs> Take that, Splenda! Or you could just... We could grow our own and make sweet tea with it. Hell yeah, we could. Okay, or you could just try the convenience and great taste of the stevia we already grew. New 100% net. I'm going to grow my own and take it to the copy shop. <laughs> now, this last guy looks like a he's like about, I don't know, 25 years old, classic kind of like jam band loving kind of Eugene Oregon yeah. looking guy. Beard, Handsome young, long hair. Long hair, flannel shirt. He's at the diner, at the counter, and he pulls out a bag that is rolled up to look exactly like about, I'm going to, I wouldn't know, but I'm going to say about a quarter ounce of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> rolled up in I've a baggie. I've heard <laughs> that it would be about a quarter. And he pulls it out and he drops it down onto the counter and then one of the cops gets his, uh, it catches one of the cops' attention. New 100% net. I'm going to grow my own and take it to the copy shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like a really the... bad idea. <laughs> That's the cop. Splenda Stevia. It's the sweetest thing you could grow. I mean, if you had time and you liked gardening and, you know, He liked kind of doing stuff the hard way. (laughs) It's a great commercial. It really drives home the point that they're trying to drive home, which I will be honest with you. If you if I was taking some sort of online quiz and it asked me is Splenda slash Stevia, which I think I've been using interchangeably here. um, Well, this is Stevia by Splenda. Like this is Splenda is the brand. Right. I think Splenda makes a non Stevia thing. too. Yeah, which is my preferred. I like the yellow. Right. Which is chemically. Yeah, well, it's it is what it is, but it's right. the, it's the one I like, and more and more coffee shops, including my beloved broadcast, who gave us this bell, who gave us this bell. Well, they didn't give it to us; I stole it. Right. Um, the they stopped using Splenda, and now I have to carry my little Splenda packets in, like. The grandma that I am. Why don't you start using Splenda with Stevia? Well, they don't have this. If they have, if they'll start carrying Splenda with Splenda Stevia, I'll try it. But what they have now is just like the Stevia brand Stevia. I don't know if it's different, but okay. it's too sweet for me. Okay. Um, I, I mean, everyone who likes a sugar substitute has their own very personal religion about it. I'll, it's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. And once you get, once you get one that you like, I mean. You'll do anything to keep using it, in my experience. Back to my point about this commercial, though, is I think it's a really fun, entertaining commercial. We've seen some others of those today, but this is one that just... Like, the Bud Light one doesn't really sell me on a point. I mean, it kind of gets across the idea of an ice-cold 
Bud Light would taste good right now. Mostly because it just of, yeah. keeps the brand. But mostly just keeps the brand going, and it's kind of funny and cute. This They said, we want to drive home a point that yeah. this is plant-based. How can we do that? And they did it with a one-minute commercial that absolutely delights me and stays right to the point and drives it home. Do you think this commercial could exist in a pre-legalization world? Nope. Because it's so interesting. Well, maybe at the gray areas near legal. Like, I don't think this could have existed 15 years ago, probably. I think not for this type of product. No. I mean, it's the, the jokes about weed culture are mm-hmm. so on the nose and so, unap- blatant and so blatant yeah, and yeah. unapologetic. And I think in a world where we don't have, you know, a dozen states that have legalized it or so, um, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to share here from the old mailbag. Here, New York's going this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Legalizing it? That's what Cuomo mm-hmm. says. Um, so we got uh, an email here from Marissa in Cleveland, Ohio. Fleet of the Cleve. Ohio. Um, we were talking about that viral video of a young dad and his, I'm going to say like what, one and a half year old yeah, son maybe like sitting that. on the couch. This is a real viral video. Um, and the little kid is just talking babbly, babbly book. Is that a thing? <laughs> I think just babble. 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 And uh, and it's a funny little video because the dad is just interacting with him as if he understands what the baby is saying. And that went viral. And the reason we brought it up was because it was included in that Google 2019 montage commercial. Just heroes. showing, Yeah, heroes. Um, and you were telling me a little bit about that. Well, Marissa in Cleveland says, fun fact, the babbling kid and his comedian super dad got picked up for a Denny's Aww. Father's Day commercial last year. It's simple and adorable. So I'm going to play this for you guys. I don't think this ever aired on TV. Uh, I think it was just a, um, as a matter of fact, his name, I believe, is DJ Pryor because, th- yeah, this is. This is his name is DJ Pryor. This is on his own YouTube channel. And it's a, uh, it's just kind of a little, I don't know, brand ambassadorship that uh, lived online, I believe. And it's him and, <laughs> and his little buddy, his little son, and they're in a booth at a Denny's. Well, I think it's perfect that we came here to have a booth chat just amongst father and son. Right? What I brought you here to find out what's going on in your life. What's going on in your life, huh? (laughs) Really? And that's your favorite cartoon? They canceled it? Oh man, we gotta we gotta send we gotta send a letter to the network and tell them they gotta bring that back. They're eating bacon. Ah. The little boy sharing the bacon with his dad. It's very cute. That is good bacon. Right. Exactly, exactly why coming to Denny's makes us feel better about that. Mm. Thanks, bro. I don't know how well this is translating. I don't think there's a really big payoff. It's just about two minutes of a really cute kid interacting with his cute dad. It's a little more forced than the original. I mean, Mm -hmm. of course, because it is more contrived. The baby is ridiculous. He is so cute. And the, the baby's particular brand of babbling and... Like his little expressions and just his his interaction with the camera and with his dad are just insanely cute. A lot of the comments underneath this are just talking about how wonderful it is and how smart it was for Denny's to identify this talent and to support it and bring it in. And the most um, recent comment is, quote, it's easier to build strong children than repair broken men. Frederick Douglass. Well, 
Thanks, YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. I mean, at least it's not some horrible racist invective. No, <laughs> good point. What am I complaining about? You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right. Well, we did it. We did it. We did a show. We did do a show. Hey, we did a show. Do we want to? T- do we want to pull back the curtain and explain that uh, we recorded this early because you are in Minneapolis as uh, this, the, the as Minneapolis this airs. Yeah, uh, as this airs. So we recorded it a little bit early, and that's also maybe why it's a little on the short and or incoherent side. <laughs> um, but we'll be back next week with uh, with the full boat. Uh, in the meantime, you can get at us on Facebook. You can look for us there. We are a Facebook group after these messages. You can email us at after these messages show at gmail or call us at 607-444-5597. And don't forget, um, somebody, a listener, can I come up with his name here? Michael suggested in last week's show that maybe we should do a show based on um, commercials that kind of punch up at their competition, like Folgers taking a shot yeah. at Starbucks. So if we could think of more examples, if you guys I have any other great, ideas. Actually, I saw great. Actually, I'm going to keep my powder dry, but I have okay. a potential idea for that. Okay. And listeners, if you have any other ideas like that, uh, go ahead and email them or, or call in. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next Tuesday. They all like what he